when you guys decided to not go forward with the company anymore, but mm-hmm. then still stay friends? Like, what did what did that look like? Yeah, that that was weird. <laughs> <laughs> that took a bell. Okay, it, okay. Hey, friend, it's David Nabinsky here in Brooklyn. Here at the Portfolio Career Podcast, we help you take ownership of your career and design a life that you want to live. This episode is a podcast mixer episode recorded in an apartment in Brooklyn with about 15 or so people. This episode is titled How They Met. It details three short stories about how people met their partner, a friend tour, and a company co-founder. I'm really fascinated about how people meet and how meaningful relationships emerge. And so if 2024 is a year that you want to double down on relationships, hopefully this episode helps you out. As always, this episode is available on my website at PortfolioCareerPodcast.com. There you can subscribe to my Portfolio Career Substack newsletter that I send out every other Sunday. So excited for you to build and grow your portfolio career. Here we go with Kelsey. Kelsey, I would love to hear a story about how you met someone meaningful in your life. Okay, so my name is Kelsey. Um, I'm going to tell a three-minute story about how I met my partner, Ryan. Um, We met in 2021, so about two and a half years ago. Um, Gosh, I want to like talk about where I was at as we met because I feel like that's important. Um, I'm just going to, I'm going to, I'm going to point out things that I think I would be nice for people just to know in life. So I'm 41. I met him when I was 39 and I've been in New York for 10 years and I was like, I was just like basically gave up on dating. I had a lot of really bad experiences, some awesome experiences. Um, I learned a lot. But it was also like I got to the point where I was just done. I was like, this is this. I can't believe that it's this difficult. Mm. (laughs) Um, Is there something wrong with me? Right. Like these are all the questions. And, um, you know, I've I've been talking to people like therapists and doing workshops and doing all the things because I'm just I like to dive into the the core. So I finally just was like, you know what? I'm not going to worry about it. Like, there's no, no, I'm not going to put stress on myself because what's the point in that? Um, so I focused on my community and my friends. And it was a friend of mine, this like amazing, uh, magical French woman who was like, oh, you need to meet. Do you know Ryan? <laughs> He's a dancer. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. I don't know him. I knew him. I, I had heard of him, but I didn't, I'd never met him. Um, and, uh, she gave me his Instagram. I followed him and said, hi, like, let's meet up sometime just as like a friend. And then we were like, yeah, let's meet up. And then it just never happened. Okay. A few months later. Um, then finally, uh, she apparently had been talking to him about trying to meet me. And he was like, no, I don't want to, I'm done dating. Like that's it. No more. I'm not going to date anybody. Um, and then finally, uh, they, our French friend set us up on a party boat. So we, <laughs> we waited. <laughs> there we were. So I, so I got to meet him finally, which was great. Um, and immediately it was like, I, I felt like I knew this person just like, oh, wow, I must like, how have I not known this person for all the time I've been here? Um, uh, we, there weren't like these sparks that were flying at first. It was, it was like just a genuine, like, I just want, this person to be in my life. Um, we danced together and he's a professional dancer and I come from performing background. So it was like, 
wow, finally, like a, like a real, like a trained dancer to dance with someone that lives in their body mm. like I do was just so amazing. And I was happy with just that. I also thought he was gay, so I felt safe. <laughs> that was a big part of it, actually. Mm. So I felt like I could let my guard down, let down all these walls I had built up. Um, and then after that, we we would just um, have coffee and we would meet up and walk and talk for hours. But once again, like no physical interaction or, you know, like we didn't like even touch each other at all. How am I doing on time? Okay. Um, and then, uh, so about a month in, so it's a month of just like, you know, I having dinner and spending a lot of time together. Oh, and he would send me these um, puns. <laughs> Like, I don't know. They were so amazing. He totally, yeah. The comedy, I was like, wow, these are brilliant. These are brilliant <laughs> puns. I was like, okay. Um, and then, yeah, I started, I was like, oh, shoot, I think I have feelings. Like, I don't want that because I know the, how that's going to end. And then, um, so finally, I think he was feeling that too. And after a month, we sat down and he's like, let's, I want to talk to you Um but before, like, I sense that something's going on, but before we, like, if we do decide to move this forward in a physical way, um, here's four things that I just want to, like, put on the table. So you can decide, like, if you want to even, if these are deal breakers, then, like, let's just continue being friends. And I was like, wow, okay, <laughs> here it comes. He's going to say I'm married and I have kids and all the, I mean, not that those things are bad at all, but just, like, you know, basically unavailable is what I was thinking. Um, so yeah, so he told me these four things. I'm, I, he, he said, I mean, I don't know how in depth I want to get with this, but like his relationship with his family, it wasn't great. You know, um, these were things that didn't work in his previous relationships. He said, um, he's friends with all his ex-girlfriends. I was like, that's great. I, I don't see why that's a problem at all. He said, um, he's like, you know, he's sort of on the purple red scale. It's like, men or women he usually has relationships with women but he likes men you know it's like okay great i'm similar in that middle zone and then he said i own a business and i'm really busy with my business and that was the four things and i was like that's it <laughs> really <laughs> but like those things could be huge those could be deal breakers for people mm. but for me it was like who where did you come from this is like the perfect mm. person for me i mean the connection was so beautiful and then after that we we were at a party and we had this we were dancing we had this like hug that just felt like I mean we didn't even kiss for a long time you guys so <laughs> I know I'm holding hands very <laughs> little house in the prairie um but uh yeah we had this like just magical hug where the whole room just like disappeared and I was just yeah I was like this is something special that I've never felt before so yeah and that's uh, two and a half years later we live together and it's so we're like best friends it's 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 really awesome and I waited a really long time a really long time and I almost gave up and you know <laughs> but you didn't like, but you I didn't. didn't yeah <laughs> so um did you share any like non-negotiables for to him good question um I I did later on, but not in that same moment. Not in that same moment. Yeah. I probably should have. And now that I'm thinking, <laughs> that would have been fair, right? <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah. I, I, I basically said, I mean, I'm friends with my exes and, 
I mean, I basically said the things that, I mean, I have a great relationship with my family. Um, there were certain things that were different, but those, but it didn't, yeah, it didn't, it didn't really change anything. Cool. Yeah. Thanks, Kelsey. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Hi. What's up, Danielle? Nothing much. Just yeah. Chilling with a bunch of cool people. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you. And I want to hear a story about how maybe you met someone cool in your life, too. Yeah. So this story is not about a romantic partnership. I'm not in one. Very single. Looking for a nice Jewish boy. <laughs> <laughs> but it's about a friend tourship, which is just before I sort of dive in, friendorship is a word I created, and it's essentially a way to describe a mutually beneficial, vulnerable, and authentic relationship between two people where there's no power dynamic, and it's really could be intergenerational, it could be the people of the same age, but where it's really focused at the center on learning from each other. What can I learn from you, and what can I maybe receive from you? What do I have to learn from you? So that's truly what it is. And this is the story of it. So 2020, I had graduated from USC into the pandemic, which was a great graduation gift. And I was super depressed. I was working for a toxic mm. boss. And um, I became the unemployed college grad that everyone has probably dreaded becoming. Uh, because I, I quit my job in August of 2020 and I realized I had little to no network and that was one thing that I really needed to change. So I went on Clubhouse when it was like a vibe <laughs> and I started to have conversations on Clubhouse with random people I didn't know from the internet and we would talk about kind of careers and toxic workplaces and one of the people I met in a Clubhouse room I ended up becoming friends with who then introduced me to this woman named Nellie and um, Nellie and I have a lot in common. We're kindred, kindred spirits. She works in tech um, and has been in like the workplace industry and my interest and I was working at the time at an HR tech in company um, and at the time I was just interested in networking in the in the in, in the industry. So fast forward the company I'm working for, where I was very, very happy, by the way, um, was getting acquired. And I didn't like the parent company. So I told Nellie, and I was like, I happen to be in LA for a few months. And she lives in LA. So we met up. And she told me, first and foremost, the biggest lesson about content creation, because I, at that point, had started like going beyond Clubhouse. Uh, I was kind of dying off and I was sharing stuff about careers and stuff on LinkedIn and I was I was like kind of stuck in like this woe is me sort of thing like complaining about like you know bad managers and you know what what I went through in my toxic job and she was kind of like well whenever I share something in the world I always think well how could this be helping someone and how could I be making this a positive lesson or a positive message instead of a negative one? It was one of the most important things I had ever learned about mm -hmm. content creation to this day. And it's a part of my content now. It's like super positive. 
most of the time. Um, <laughs> so anyway, fast forward, my this company's getting acquired. I'm really upset. I loved my job. And then Nellie's like, I have to introduce you to someone. And it happened to be my next boss. And she was an advisor to a company that was based in France. And for the next two years, I basically worked for a YC-backed startup based in France, lived in New York, went to Paris every few months for three to four weeks at a time, and was Danielle in Paris. It was very fun. (laughs) And then, yeah, over the past few years, we've just, we've talked about collaborating on a project like a podcast or events. We have not done it yet, but I think we're both, you know, we catch up every now and then. We're both in this very um, futuristic headspace of we want the workplace to be a better place for women. We want, you know, I look to her as sort of a role model for how I want to raise my kids. She has her kids enrolled in two schools, for example, one in France and one in L.A., And she travels the world like half the year. And I'm like, well, that sounds like a cool way to raise kids and like a family. (laughs) Like, that's pretty cool. So I think in my life, I am constantly looking to learn from other people. I'm constantly looking for friendorships of how can I learn from someone else and how, what do I have to give? And Nellie is a really great example. It came full circle last week. Not to say that everything should be transactional, but just to say that like these types of relationships can really bring a lot of uh, positivity into your life. I've always wanted to be an advisor to a company. I've worked in startups for most of my career. Last week on Thursday, she called me and she was like, I'm starting a new company and I want you to be an advisor. So that felt really good. And again, it's not all transactional at all. It's really about how can I serve you and, and what can I learn, you know, from you. So that's the story of Nellie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, what, what do you think, like, it sounds like Frentor is like this different than like mentor. It's different than like peer. If someone wanted to like develop a Frentorship relationship like what is like how do you like yeah what's one thing that you could do that like kind of like level sets it to mm-hmm. be like hey this isn't I'm, I'm not asking to be a mentor I'm asking to be a friend tour and Danielle coined this term so but like <laughs> but anyways if somebody else who yeah yeah wanted to have that kind of relationship what do you think they could do like what like what's one thing I would say like it's it's interesting. I've never really asked someone to be my friend tour. It kind of just happens. And I think the thing that distinguishes it from mentorship and possibly the reason that I came up with the term is because mentorship always really intimidated me because I was like, how does someone get a mentor? Like, what are the expectations? And like, what time frame are we working with? And it, it all just and no one taught me it in college, which is ridiculous. And then I was supposed to have a mentor coming out of college. So it just didn't make any sense. And then I was like, I'm developing these relationships anyway. But I think to answer your question, like support your friends. Mm. Like don't necessarily categorize all these professional relationships as this is professional or Mm. like this person's older than me. So I 
can't really ask them personal questions. Like I think just finding a way to relate to someone on a very human level and to ask them, you know, let's go get a smoothie or that was literally me and Nellie's first <laughs> friend tour date was a smoothie. <laughs> um, so yeah, just kind of thinking of them as a friend. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Kai. Uh, let's see. Should I just, should I just Go, yeah, Kai, take it away. Okay. I feel like I want to pick the most in- interesting story for this, for this audience and the most relevant. And I feel like I should ta- tell a story about <clears throat> how Christine and I met, which I think is cool. Uh, cause Christine's kind of the common, for, for those of you who may, may not know, uh, she's the, the common denominator or one of between a lot of our friends, uh, some of which are here. Um, and the reason how I've met kind of all of you wonderful, wonderful people, um, and built, built up a community of, you know, this really special, in, uh, NYC squats group in New York, but that wasn't always Christine <laughs> <laughs> because you see, uh, Christine, I, I'll try to cut away like the, the comedic book pieces <laughs> and, and, and just tell a story. Um, we met in an interesting circumstance because, um, we were co-founders and a co-founding relationship. Um, for those of you who may or may not have done it before, it's like a very, it's like a, a specific type of life relationship along with your SO, um, your family and maybe friend tour. Um, is that <laughs> a type maybe, um, because you see, you, you're just with the person. You just see all their, you know, all their ups and downs every day and you handle their emotions and it's a lot of like, you know, back and forth and you really see the extremes of the person. Um, and having a successful co-founding relationship, I'd like to brag, um, bodes well for SOs. So even though SO's people, significant other for... Yeah, yeah. Significant other, yeah, yeah. Which should be more on people's hinge profiles, I feel like, for those of you that use hinge. <laughs> um, but okay, so how do we meet? Um, 2021, April. Uh, we met through a third um, co-founder at the time mm. um, who uh, had been through OnDeck and so knew both Christine and I. And we wanted to raise funding for this idea that we had um, in the creator economy. Uh, and yeah, uh, th- this person connected Christine and I. And the first conversation was like a 30 minute, like get get to know you. I think we were both hustling because we were all... We were both like trying to, you know, get finally on the entrepreneurship path. And we were both, um, we didn't know too much about each other. And she was in LA. Um, I was in New York. And um, it was just a feel out. Um, she was much more stressed back <laughs> back in the day as a founder um, than she is now. Um, and I think that um, there were a lot more uh, parts of her life that, or both of our lives, that were up in the air. Right? So the pandemic hadn't stopped. Um, we had no idea what the, where the world was going and whether we were ever gonna get out. Um, so we, uh, after the first conversation, we both decided to jump in and become co-founders. Mm. It's crazy, it was a 30 minute conversation. Um, but we kind of checked each other, uh, checked off the boxes, knowing that we had a third person um, who was you know, um, helping us. It was a very strong team of, of three on paper. So um, that was April of 2021. Fast forward to um, August of, or J- July of 2021, Christine comes to New York we're three strong, we're amazing, we're feeling really good about ourselves, we're you know, getting the investors ready, we're feeling good, we got the spreadsheet going. Uh, and um, uh, on August, we get into this WeWork, Christine and I, 
And we get this call from our third um, co-founder. He's like, he, he's the guy that's fundraising. Christine are, are, are kind of helping support. And he says, guys, I can't do it. Like, I can't, I can't do this. I don't, I don't know if I believe in the idea anymore. Which, if you know as a co-founder, is a tough thing um, to hear. Um, and we definitely felt that, uh, Christy and I. Um, and that was kind of the major, uh, I guess, arc. That, that, that started the major arc of um, our startup. Um, or what was left of it <laughs> at the time. Because we were trying to salvage it. Um, and so our story of how we met um, since, you know, from August onward, was a story about kind of picking up the pieces of an idea and then trying our best, um, even though we had just met, to continue the idea. Um, and a lot of that was just honestly believing in each other, even though we had only met and started working together maybe for a summer, which is really scary to do. It's like, imagine jumping into a marriage um, with an SO. Uh, sorry, uh, significant other. That's cool. <laughs> we 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 uh, yeah. DTR to define the yeah we, yeah we, define we the like term. yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. DTR <laughs> in thirty minutes <laughs> yeah. um, and off to the races, um, yeah and, and uh, we got accepted into an accelerator, um, went through the accelerator. How much time do I have? I don't, I don't know if uh, I should cover. Yeah yeah uh, about a minute or so. Okay great. Um, got accepted into an accelerator. Went to the accelerator in Miami. Uh, met some amazing people. Uh, tried to fundraise, um, uh, spent an intense six weeks in the accelerator. This is one of the most um, extreme accelerators in the world, um, and we tried to we tried for six for six six weeks to make it. And after six six weeks, we we're like, guys, there's, there's no traction here. There's there, there's nothing. And we gave up. And we both realized that this wasn't going to be the idea that we were going to work on, uh, much as we tried. So we regrouped. Uh, we tried a couple of other ideas. This is January. This is this took us to January of 2022, uh, and you know we had a tough choice to make. Um, we really what we learned through the process was we really liked each other as human beings, but it was very hard to work on um, an idea that we were both passionate about um, in a space we cared for, for people to serve the right you know the exact group of people, um, and. Uh, we didn't know where, where we were going to live either. We we're both nomads at that point. So it's like, what's going on? You know? um, so yeah, it was a tough choice, but I think we kind of decided that we were going to go um, our separate ways um, as co-founders. We we're still friends. We're, st we're still friends. Um, and that is the, I guess, the darkest arc um, or part, part of the arc for both of us. That um, that part there at the end there, how when you guys decided to not go forward with the company anymore, but mm -hmm. then still stay friends, like what did what did that look like? Yeah, that that was weird. <laughs> <laughs> that took about okay, it, okay. Oh, she's, she's gonna hate me for mentioning this, um, but okay, I'm gonna okay. So like, not to talk too much about her side, but um, okay, I, I'll talk about it from from my standpoint. It was it was um, you know I. I'd still I the, the way that I react to those situations is I'm in survival mode so I try to get as many opportunities as I can I'm, I'm in hustle mode immediately and um, I just like did a bunch of work and was like trying to get you know trying to figure out what I wanted to work on and like generate cash generate uh, income some way um, and I think Christine was doing the same but taking it more chill because she had been doing the startup grind for a lot longer 
than I had. She had started two years prior, and so she definitely I I I feel like had to had to take uh, take, take some space and figure out um, what she wanted to do next. Um, and so um, because of that, the process for us was feel it out. Mm. Um, what was amazing was uh, she decided to come to New York along with Yash and along with, uh, I guess Rena was already here. <laughs> um, but um, I think that that decision wound up, I, I don't know exactly what she saw mm. in New York. It definitely wasn't me for sure. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, but uh, I think we had salvaged enough in uh, seeing our darkest, you know, parts of ourselves that we were able to kind of say like, Hey, let's, let's, let's see where, where this can, can go next. Uh, yeah. And that was January 2020. Yeah. That was how 2022 went down. 2023 went down and meet all of you amazing people. Um, and yeah. And the people listening <laughs> and the people listening. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's it. I love it. Thanks man. Yeah. Um, does anybody have any follow-up questions to anybody who shared? Yeah. Gail. Hi, um, Kelsey, I had a follow-up question for you where you said that you're sort of hitting the point where you're like, okay, it might not happen. I'm just not going to worry about it um, because of all the dating or like hitting a certain time of like right. getting annoyed by it. But uh, you said that it was kind of scary finally deciding to go into this relationship where you're like, oh my gosh, I don't know if I want to do this again. What was that process like or what sort of made you decide to go into it anyway? I really trusted him and I felt very safe and I felt like we moved very slow <laughs> and um, yeah, it was, it was a process. It didn't just happen. It was like I had to, the idea of living with somebody was I had completely written it off. It's like, I will not share my sacred space with a guy, <laughs> you know, but I, but he's an exception. Like, I mean, I, I just, I, I'm so happy like sharing space with him now. I'm like, why didn't I like, what was I, what was I so scared of? But I created a lot of um, boundaries for myself. So, and I was able to communicate those, but I had to learn what my boundaries were by having bad experiences and knowing what I didn't want, I guess, if that helps. That's, that's great. Thank okay. you. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for the question. Uh, thanks everyone. Hey friend, thank you for listening to this Portfolio Career Podcast episode. I would love to hear what you learned or took away from this episode. I hope you find me, David Nabinsky, on Twitter, Instagram, or LinkedIn. Also, if you want the best insights from the podcast and to hear my learnings, please subscribe to my Portfolio Career Substack newsletter that I send out every two weeks. You can find that on my website at PortfolioCareerPodcast.com slash newsletter. So excited for you to build and grow your portfolio career. Thank you so much.